0: my parents had this much saved up. Zero? Zero. I was a latchkey kid. I was middle class. You know, we were paycheck by paycheck. So I think just, you know, my story, and I grew up in LA, you know, and I grew up in LA in a time when I had to walk to school and had creepy people, a creepy guy show me awful pictures, you know, and and I had, I was at home and had our house broken into by myself.
1: Welcome back to The Underdog Podcast with your host, Kyle Decker, and myself, Calvin Blackman. Before we get to tonight's episode, do us a favor and check out our new website, www.theunderdogpodcast.com and be sure to sign up for our weekly underdog newsletter. Now, it's time for Arizona State head women's basketball coach coach Charlie Turner Thorn Welcome to the show coach great to have you on
0: Thank you Calvin thank you Kyle
2: Yes great to have you really really appreciate it so so excited to have you on
1: So um you know as mentioned, Coach, we, we this is the underdog, and I say it in the beginning of all of our episodes that we really like to kind of highlight, you know, that underdog moment or that moment of adversity, um, and for you, 24 years um, at ASU as the head coach, uh, 1996, 1997, and not trying to date anyone at all, uh, 90, 90, <laughs> 1996.
0: Okay, Calvin, I, I know that I'm old. It's okay. I'm visited. with it. I, I'm, I, yeah. But you, but you
2: the- look like you're 21. There you go. Right. I mean, that's all matters. We right. We have seen you moving up, up, up and down up. the sideline. Yeah. We were yeah. coach. We were, we were talking, um, I think Calvin, you were what in... I was a freshman in high school. Freshman and I was in fifth grade. So I started thinking back. I don't even remember. I had to go all the way back. I was in Reston, Virginia in Mrs. Wargo's class. Like, I don't even remember. I'm like, that's incredible. You've been a head coach at a, you know, a prestigious university and a great... You build a great bo- basketball program. But I was like, wow, that is almost a quarter century. Congratulations. Yeah, I, incredible. I, I,
0: thank you. I basically been coaching here now longer than any of the kids I'm recruiting have been alive.
2: Oh my right. God. <laughs> wow but that wow. just shows you congr- that that is a, a <laughs> testament of time especially how hard your industry is coaching and collegiate athletics is incredibly difficult and
1: with the turnover yeah for sure
0: yeah, and more so with women's basketball it's definitely big business now yeah
2: yeah sure definitely
1: and i, and I guess that kind of takes me to to what i was going to ask you know um throughout the research that we did um you know we weren't able to find yes you've, you turned the program around from when you first came on, I'm sure you'll touch on that, but you know, um, are there any, you know, is there one specific or maybe one or two, um, specific underdog moments of just true adversity that really maybe could define, you know, where you've been able to sustain this excellence over the, over the past 24 years?
0: So, well, I mean, I guess, um, if we go back to the stone age, you know, just kind of my personal story, (laughs) um, you know, coming up, I think, I think coaches, our programs sort of our reflection of their coach and the personality, you know, to some degree. You guys, both as athletes, probably have a sense of that. And I guess my own story. I mean, you guys can't see me. I'm, I'm, you know, five four on my best day, or maybe five five on my best day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, small bone. Um, you know, I'm, you know, not. I don't jump super high. I wasn't super fast. You know, was was able to earn a, a scholarship to Stanford and, um, you know, get to play college basketball. My parents had this much saved up. Zero? Zero. I was a latchkey kid. I was middle class. You know, we were paycheck by paycheck. So I think just, you know, my story, and I grew up in L.A., you know, and I grew up in L.A. in a time when I had to walk to school and had creepy people, a creepy guy show me awful pictures, you know, and, and I had, I was at home and had our house broken into by myself. I mean, I've had, you know, stuff. Everybody's had stuff. So it's, you know, I'm not like, oh, you know, everything's been great in my life. So I think, you know, I've just endured and been a really determined person. And I feel like that's probably helped in my coaching career um, to some degree. Um, you know, I, I certainly am not somebody that's had the hardships of, of you know, I don't, I don't go around, oh, I've had such a hard life. I mean, I had, you know, parents that, that cared and, and tried to create opportunities for me. But I also think that, Um, You know you read the biographies of all the incredible people in the world and I I say it to our players all the time I mean, you know It's all in the struggle, you know, you had you can't see you you don't read about or hear about anybody That's had a higher level of success that hasn't been through stuff that hasn't had things happen, you know, and and so I mean, I just you know touched on a couple things, but certainly um, You know, I think I think my my own, you know kind of toughness and resiliency just kind of you know, not not having things necessarily. Nothing got handed to me. Nothing was, you know. I, and I, I definitely didn't have any trainers, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, back right. in the stone age, it's like it all came from within. And you know, I love the the window that we're in right now, where a lot of that is taken away. And it's like, okay, well, who really wants to do this?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you know, I love you know, the game, you're both, right?
0: We're both young dads with kids, and it's just like. That's what you want. You know, you can't give it to them. You know, they have to find their path. They, you know, and the best thing as a parent is if your kid has a passion for something. You know? And I you, have we're seeing that more now, which is fun.
1: What would you say your why was, you know, coming out of Stanford and typically coming out of college when, you know, you don't, I think you are going into, you got a master's in education, I believe, but psychology, psychology. Right?
0: Uh, educational psychology, you're both it, right. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, all, in right, in all right, University of right. Washington, and that was an amazing experience, by the way, because I was planning on going into clinical psychology, and I had such an unbelievable experience up there that I shifted into coaching, got a job offer at Santa Clara University, and if you ask me then, I don't know if I knew my why. I'm like, this is fun. <laughs> I'm making <laughs> money. <laughs> you know, fun and making money, like that was my why. Hopefully, not hopefully, but I have evolved and, you know, it's definitely, you know, people sort of ask me sometimes, well, you know, like, you know, will you be complete if you don't get to a final four and, you know, what, you know, national championship and of course we want that and of course we're working towards that, but it's nothing to do with my why. I mean, never, especially in my day, did anybody get into coaching to like for the money, you know, or status or anything, you know, you just, I know that my true self is that i'm a teacher you know and i love growing young women into strong caring leaders and helping them you know sort of get to their best spot and that you know that is really why i do this Yeah. You know, so Coach, I know, go ahead sorry.
2: no i was just going to say uh, a couple of things come to mind which is amazing knowledge nuggets which i know you use in your podcast which will talk i love knowledge nuggets and you're already dropping a ton so thank you Calvin says that I drink, I eat nuggets too much. But now today, I'm I'm going to eat your knowledge nuggets. So anyway, <laughs> so I won't go in that direction. But he's the not one a thing, comedian. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah th- <laughs> thank you. But lot, you are the first. We're at 50, 60 episodes, Calvin, that we've actually recorded. I think it's the first guest we've ever had that says we're both right. That that. So, Coach, <laughs> we really appreciate that. So let's just get that off okay, off. That's the all
0: you've gotten out of my comments so far. <laughs> yeah, no, really. no.
2: but no. <laughs> what I did get, what I want to sit on, just for a minute. You said it's all in the struggle, right? So, and I think, you know, you talked about, you know, some of your challenges growing up. Um, and what else? Because it was a struggle. You came from Northern Arizona. You came to ASU that was a program that was not, you know, even close to where it is now, obviously, what you built. So, can you talk about maybe someone in their career, a transferable skill set here, someone that's going from an underproducing team? and they're becoming a leader of how to turn that program around or unit in their company or what have you
0: right yeah and when i got to nau they were terrible too i mean they were a last place team and only won like uh you know a few games over a a number of years and so that was kind of the first opportunity to sort of you know figure out how to take this you know losing program and 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 turn it around and we kind of we did we did For the most part, pretty quick in the three years I was there, and then ASU, we beat as bad as we were at NAU. We beat ASU by twenty, home and away.
1: (laughs) Whoa! Wow!
0: Yeah. So that's what we took over at ASU, and I say we because it's you know it's I obviously I've had amazing people help in my journey to to and, and incredible players and stuff, but yeah, we were we were we were not just last like last like had won like one or two conference games over a couple years when I got there. So, you know, it's, it's there, there's, there's definitely a fun part of like being up here and and being really good, but there's definitely, um, and so I don't necessarily want to go back to that situation, but, you know, definitely um, for me, you know, just I love challenges. So the challenge of, you know, everybody, everybody said about ASU, well, what a gold mine if, you know, they got serious about their program and they got the right person in there. and, and, you know they definitely got you know a little more serious. Kevin White now the AD at Duke was the one who hired me here, and and um, yeah, I mean it, it. I think I don't think I have a lot of um, secrets in terms of what it takes sure. um, with a struggling program, but it's definitely all about culture. And it's all about character, and we're actually doing a documentary this year of our season. Oh wow! And, you know we don't we don't want to do a documentary just. I mean, there's thousands of documentaries going, oh, here we are playing games. Oh, we won that one. We lost this one. You know, like that's been done over and over. We want to do this year because this year is going to be so unknown. Yeah. Right? And, and there might not be any games and there might not be so, but um, sorry, I'm a little bit tangent. No, that's great. Uh, I, well, <laughs> well,
2: the next thing I just learned <laughs> I mean, is that the Underdog podcast needs to be on this uh, documentary. So Black & Decker <laughs> coming in hot on the the documentary. So
0: got you, Uh, we we, we can do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So, you know, because the point that I was trying to make is, um, from day one, what I, what we've tried to do here is make this program about who we are, not what we do. And I just, I, I, preach that to our players all the time. If you just center in on who you are and you have, you know, the character, right. The, the, um, uh, you know, the work ethic and the passion and the discipline and the resiliency and, you know, the confidence and all the things that it takes, you know, to be an elite athlete and to be an elite program and to be an amazing teammate, then everything else takes care of itself. And so we, we always anchor in that. So I think it's going to be really cool this year, you know, 24 years in the making, um, you know, whether we play 20 games, 28 games, zero games, you're still going to get a great feel for who we are Mm -hmm. because that's the foundation of our program.
1: So, so a lot of times we've entered, a couple of coaches we've interviewed pre- recently have talked about when they've taken over a program, just kind of changing their culture. You know, that means really sometimes eliminating people who are going to be bad, no matter if it's administrative or players or what it, whatever it may be. Um, but over your 24 years or even longer than that of coaching and seeing the women's game, how it's grown, you know, how have you seen the culture of the women's game change over the time? as a whole.
0: Yeah, um, that's a big question. Can I, Kate, I want to answer that, Calvin, but I just want to say in terms of when people take over programs, when I took over ASU, Kevin White said very specifically, Charlie, I want you to graduate all the people in the program right now. And I'll tell you one thing that's changed not for the better in the culture of big-time college athletics is kicking kids to the curb and being very transactional. You know, why are we consistently great? Because we're not transactional. You know, I mean, maybe we, maybe we would have fin- had won a Final Four earlier if we'd been more transactional. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but you know, I can tell you what every single player that's graduated from ASU in the last 23 years is doing right now. So, you know, you're talking about whys, right? So I think, um, you know, when you take over a program that you should take those young women or men that you have inherited and I think you should do the best that you can with them to grow them, you know, and, and allow them the opportunity to be there and be successful. So I just wanted to say that because I, I, I don't feel like that's a norm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, people obviously, you know, now we're going to have the transfer portal and you can transfer whenever. So, you know, whatever people want to do. But it's, it's sad to me because it's not what college athletics has been about in, in terms of, you know, you go, you pick a university to study at to be educated at. And then you get to play basketball and there's, you know, we're just losing sight of a lot of that. And I, I do think culture of college women's basketball um, has changed a lot. Um, some for the better and some maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's such big money now. There's such big investment in college women's basketball. You know, every single one of our conference games is on TV and, you know, there's just a lot of investment there and people, you know, Mr. Businessman up here, Kyle, you know, return on investment, right? Like (laughs) we're getting here. And, and, you know, I mean, honestly, in women's basketball, a lot of times it's more about, um, you know, the, the value that you give in your community. I mean, we had 290 hours of community service last year for ASU women's basketball. That's pretty cool. You know, we won seven all academic awards, you know, like things like that. But, um, we're shifting away from that a little bit, I think, um, so I, I feel like the culture has shifted more transactional mm-hmm. and it's very much business, it's, it's more business-like, you know, any any recruit in the country will hear, oh, we're a family and you know, this and that, and I'll be like, okay, well, we say culture because every family I've known, including my own has dysfunction. So what does that mean?
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: right. You know, okay, you know, is it, how dysfunctional is your family? Um, I'm kind of joking, but kind of not. So, <laughs> no,
2: man, uh, me and Calvin are pretty dysfunctional. My, fan. yeah, you're right.
0: You're yeah. I we all have some dysfunction in our family. So, by saying, "Hey, we're a family at ASU," it's like, okay, you know, and sure. and how is that family? But, um, yeah. So, and I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer because I'm a really optimistic, positive person, and I think there's amazing people. You don't go into coaching without not without being a person that really cares about people. But you know, I do think at times we 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 do lose our way a little bit. You know, I've been a little disheartened with that. Um, we were talking earlier pre podcast in terms of just you know the we're we're you know we're a big dog, we're a top dog. In the last twenty years, we have the second highest winning percentage in the Pac-12. We have the we're tenth out of sixty-five teams in the last twenty years winning percentage in BCS schools. Like we we do well. We're a, a top program. Um, but we're an underdog in some ways because, you know, we refuse to cheat. Yeah, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do it the right way. I mean, President Crow Ray Anderson, there's that's non-negotiable at ASU. Um, period. You know, it's made very clear to us. I that's one of the reasons I've stayed here. I appreciate the culture and the integrity. Um, but it's hard. You know, you see another program jump ahead of you because you know. You know what they gave that kid or that kid's handler. Or, you know different things to be a part of that program. And you're only as good as you know. I don't care how well you can coach if you don't have the players. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can only get so far, and so that is a reality that we're we're working with and dealing with. And you know it's 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 you know life's not fair and things like that. So we work through it. Um, I know I can I can sleep at night and and you know I think that we do things the right way, but ironically, like when you guys, your whole, um, you know, show being about underdog, I don't feel like an underdog in terms of now where we're at, but I do a little bit in that way because I just, you know, we, we just aren't going to go there and we know that we miss out, um, on some of the best players in the country, in the world, because, um, you know, that's just not who we are.
2: Yeah. And I mass respect for that. First of all, um, in our business, um, we, we talk a lot about when, a when, a you know, someone comes into me and says, well, they're not doing X, Y, and Z to your point, you know, I know that's going on that might give us a disadvantage, but the integrity and in how you do business. And it's refreshing to hear because I know, uh, in, in collegiate sports, especially it's, it was men's. And now it sounds like, you know, into the women's games as well was a lot of the things, obviously the scandals and, the bribery and, and all there, it's it's prevalent, right? It's just been it's been more prevalent than ever. So it's nice to hear that you're not jumping in on that, right? And cheating the game. Your 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 integrity of how Arizona State does business per se is is straightforward. So uh, great to hear, Coach. And you know, I, I try to do that too. It's nice for me to hear, even from a business perspective, because at times I'm sure, just like you, you're like, wow, it would it would be nice to have that player. <laughs> you know what, not in our business, not to run that background check or that drug screen, let's just send them right into that employer, right? Let's just, you know, because we can't find anybody, but, you know, it, it would help us out with wins per se, short term, but long term, it'll catch up. I, in my my belief, karma comes around and programs that do it enough will eventually get caught. But in the meantime, it doesn't make it feel as, <laughs> as good. So, um, yeah, it's just, here,
0: we always teach our kids, you know, it's, um, you know, try to... Like, I will well, tell them I'd rather be hated for who I am than loved for who I'm not. You know, and like, we're constantly talking about courage over comfort and trying to grow them. And you look at our country right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, we won't go oh, there, you guys, but <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like, wow. Right. It's like, wow. Yeah. You know, like, where's the respect? Where's the love for people? Where is the genuine caring and concern? I don't see it a lot.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> something real quick, Calvin, was. And I, and I spoke upon this prior to one of our guests too, is that your actions, I, in my opinion, coach speak louder than your words, meaning I started following your Twitter and you know, you're always what I call a learning leader. Um, you know, if I, if I was just hanging out on your Twitter handle forever, ever, once we started engaging and you have so many great, uh, you know, inspirational quotes or strategic thoughts. And then obviously with your, your podcast, my turn, just trying to, you know, um, Provide positive content, which is really our why here at the the underdog is how do we provide positive content. So I think that's important because a lot of people talk. At least the more we've we've gotten into this thing, a lot of people talk, but to see action, you've been there for 24 years. If you follow anything you do on social media, um, now you're like you're saying, showing the evolution of your game, whether you play a game or not. You're going to have a documentary about your student athletes, and to me, that that's really super important. Like you said, all the negativity and the hate. And uh, we we need more love and positivity. I think you guys, right, Coach? Love and grit is that I saw it behind <laughs> one of your your uh, interviewers. Yeah, I don't see yeah. it behind you right now, but I saw love and grit on a building or inside your gym. Can you touch upon that?
0: Yeah. So love, we, we like our acronyms with ASU sure. Women's Basketball. So love is an acronym for love the opportunity, value each other. So as former athletes, you know the pressure. You know you especially college kids can get very overwhelmed with the pressures of life and school and basketball. And we just, we work really hard, you know, just to keep them in a, in a good place, you know? And it's like, if you just love the opportunity, cause we, you know, it becomes an obligation sometimes and you get overwhelmed and you value the people around you. You're usually going to have fun. So that's love. And then grit is greatness resides in toughness.
1: Greatness so, resides in toughness.
0: Yeah. And love then, it. then our, our progression is guts, which is, Uh, a grit plus unstoppable, teachable spirit. So we kind of have, you know, just our, our own language here where we, you know, really, um, per your guys' podcast, you know, try to live in positivity and, and, you know, serving each other. And, and, uh, um, those are are the types of kids that we really seek out. You know, I I call them throwbacks. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, I mean, not, you know, just kids from great families that, that come in sort of with that attitude of gratitude from, you know, from day one, you know, it's not something and, and, you know, of course when we get them, they're still really young. I mean, we're still, you know, helping them obviously, you know, grow and figure out their why and their path. But, um, yeah, it's, it's the reason I've stayed in it. Like all the stuff we're talking about right now is what fills me up obviously I got to win and I love the game and I'm a filmaholic, but you know, this other stuff is really, I think, um, you know, the greatest joy for coaching.
1: And I think that's one of the things that, you know, one of the reasons, again, like Kyle mentioned that we do this podcast because the impact that coaches have had on us in the past and the impact that you're having on a lot of our young, you know, I guess, you know, student athletes, if you will, or um, just young adults uh, and and the message that you're able to get out to them. And there's so many leaders that you see right now in in the world and in our country, so many leaders, but it's like, what is the true definition of a leader? And are you truly having compassion and sympathy for others who are going through something and really are looking for that support? And, you know, it's just, it's, it's a credit to you. Um, There's a quote that one of your players, I believe Jamie Rudin, um, she battled anxiety and depression, and she said during, the, during that time, she was really there for me. She would text me, call me like three times a day to make sure I was sleeping and eating, and if I ever needed a hug or someone to cry to, she was always there for me, and she was just so patient. Once I got out of that, she celebrated with me. you know and that's, I think that's just the credit to what you're saying and everything and the message we really really want to get out, and I think um, what you guys are trying to you know set the example there at ASU.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that, Calvin. That's definitely, definitely have an epidemic in our country with anxiety and, uh, you know, to maybe a little bit lesser extent depression and it's hitting the college kids hard, you know, not athletes, you know, and, um, everybody. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's huge victory when you do when you're, you know, Jamie was able to continue to play and work through things and, um, you know, just an amazing young woman. She's actually going to be working at ASU in our campus ministry. So, awesome. wow! Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So Now,
1: you also had to take a sabbatical in 2011. Um, I think it was 2011, 2012 season. Um,
0: Did you say I had to?
1: You chose to. You <laughs> no, chose no, no, no.
0: I like that. Ver- that that's actually <laughs> really. I didn't have to. You're. I mean, no. Most people say, "Well, you know, you you took one," and I'm, you know, but saying I had to was pretty much.
1: Spot on. I just kind of figured having, you know, I had a couple of years of collegiate athletics coaching under my belt and I know the grind, you know, from the short time that I did it. So, you know, choosing to make that decision um, and then you came back just refreshed and with a bunch of new ideas. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about kind of what that did for you as just kind of recharging the battery and, and getting a second go at it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I wish it on for everybody, and I, I feel like this window right now that coaches had getting off the superhighway, not traveling every week. I just I've really tried to you know encourage everybody like take advantage of it, you know, utilize some of the extra time because for me, um, just to preface, so I was 15 years at 15 years in at ASU, and probably 23 years in Division one college coaching, well, 25 really I guess if you count my GA. Um, and you know, just working seven days a week, um, had all my kids during the season, never took a maternity leave, you know, was back after one or two days after all my kids. <laughs> so I was really blessed, no C-sections or anything like that. Two stints with USA basketball, you know, just, I wasn't practicing what I preached at all. And I just want to, you know, be transparent. Like I just, I'm all about rest and recovery. I'm all about balance and I had none, and I was on fumes, and so it was such a blessing that President Crow and my then athletic director Lisa Love allowed me to just sort of step back, because um, if not, I, I probably would have just stepped away. Like I just needed to hit the reset button, you know, kind of regroup. Um, so it was eight months, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable, and I wish we could build it in, Calvin, because like you said, it is such a grind with college coaching. And I wish we could build in a little more, like all the a lot of the best companies, Kyle, around the world, you know, <laughs> around our country, like, you know, Nike and Intel, like they give regular sabbaticals and longer vacation windows because they know that that just makes their employees happy and they need it, you know, and they want them to work at a very high level with their high standards. So then, you know giving people breaks is, is a really, a really healthy thing to do.
2: And, well, Cal- Calvin's always on a sabbatical pretty much throughout the year, every year. So <laughs> the, good part about, the good part about this is I edit the podcast. So I may <laughs> take this clip and send it to the entire
1: company and just put a little pressure on
2: Kyle. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Coach, I love it. You know what? Yeah. I, I love you. Uh, you're stressing my brain as I call it to, uh, to think about things. Cause really you have a great business outlook. You've, you've called out a few things and but I think you're right. I think, you know, for me, I guess, you know, maybe we're in a similar role. We're over, uh, you know, a large group of people in a unit. And um, the pandemic, a lot of people have asked me, you know, how how have I done with it or how has the company? And I think for me, I was on the super highway, you know, like a lot of coaches, I'm sure, and, and traveling like crazy. And, and I have two young boys and, you know, really made me, you know, become self-aware of saying, you know what, maybe I can work more effectively or step away. I mean, I went away for a good, a a solid period of time during this pandemic, just to, like you said, take advantage of the no travel of, of kind of, uh, empowering our team. And, and you're right. I think that is, it wasn't maybe a, a, an eight month, you know, sabbatical, but it was a, you know, a couple week type deal and you're right, you know, and, and I hadn't been living up to my expectations and balance. And so I think there's a lot of good that can come from this, you know, as I'm talking through it and hearing you as well as, and and i've really started i guess to converse that like as we're looking at this body of work now when since pandemic started and kind of all the things have happened in our country but i think there is some positive right that we can hopefully oh, leverage sure. from this and and i right. think you're right i think that's one of them
0: 100% and i think you know so now the trick for all of us is as we as we move out of this cuz we're going to get through this right and sure. we're going to get back to you know, we, where we can go back to old practices or do we really, you know, try to learn and grow. And, you know, I mean, you think about athletes, you know, they just play too much. They just do too much, you know, like all of them getting shut down and everything. And, and um, you know, so from businesses, like how can you work smarter and maybe make sure you have good balance to the same thing with athletes. How can we work smarter and make sure we have better balance? You know, I think kids are getting more burned out um, in their sport. I think, you know, a lot of the anxiety, depression, you know, those are things that would be addressed with us really stepping back and looking at the whole process of college athletics, youth sports out of control.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Out of, <laughs> out of control.
0: control. Whole nother podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but thank yeah.
1: And, and even along those lines too, it's like personal development. You know, I hear, you hear a ton of people right now, even on the internet talking about, you know, if you haven't taken advantage of this time, you know, that this downtime and reflected and, and have improved in some aspect of your life, then you've just wasted these last, you know, six or seven or months, however long it's been. So, you know, that's another thing for people, you know, take advantage of this time, you know, find what your passion is, find something that, you want to improve, you know, whether it is time with your family, go on walks, do something that's going to hopefully improve yourself. When you come out of this thing, you'll be a better person on the other side. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Well said, Calvin. I mean, I I know a lot of people I feel like have, they were kind of forced into it, you know, Mm -hmm. or kind of got to fall into it. So that's good. And, you know, if people didn't, you know, we won't, we won't shame, blame, or judge them, but right. (laughs) (laughs) like don't wait for a pandemic to live the life you want to live. Right. Sure. And, you know, be the person that you want to be. And, you know, we're, we can all, when we're, you know, buried or cremated or whatever, it's nobody cares, you know, what we did, you know, yeah. but who were we?
2: Right. I think the, the power of, and, and I know we got to get to hot, hot topic questions cause we got a bunch for you. we got the most I've ever seen on our list here, okay. which is eight. So we, maybe we'll ask them all, but I think just to, to, to hit on that and sit one more second on it is, is, the self awareness that you were able to show, you know, 15 years into it, and then working with your leaderships and then having a strategy in as a together uh, group, you know, of leaders able to put implement a strategy to really help you. I think that's super powerful. I think that open dialogue, because I, I haven't really heard, you know, a, a ton about that in the business world and in coaching as well, and the support of the president, the AD so and so forth is, is, is really amazing to hear about. And like you said, maybe there will be more uh, of this moving forward. actually hope there is, like you said, I think there's, there's a, there's a reason and a why to sustain excellence. So hey, you're here in 2020, right? So it worked, right. You know, okay. Halfway through year 15, you know, ASU wants you here for another, whatever odd amount of years, you know, you might coach till you're 90. No. <laughs> so, and you're young, by the way. You're young. No, you don't. No, you are no, a very early young head coach. You are not old. So
0: but I am now, and I'm not coaching Tom ninety. But thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just encourage people. Like, if you build up equity within your, you know, within your company, within you know your your institution, within your athletic department, then you know, then your goal is just manage up. You know, make sure your relationships with your superiors are at a level where you can make those types of decisions and you know, that, that's what my situation was, you know, and, and it, and it worked out. i was very blessed. You love know, it. just give that two cents. Another
2: knock, another nugget of uh, manage up. So we're going to have to document that one. I love See, that. I, I got a ton of equity here. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. So <laughs> rapid fire. Let's get, we won't, we won't digress. I, I, Calvin says I pick on him too much on the podcast. So I won't, I won't hit on that anymore, but, uh, Uh, first question. I think this is we'll we'll start it off slow, but I love, uh, this question morning workout, uh, outside it says like, what is your morning workout routine? I guess
0: mine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, it's, um, not getting me ready to play college basketball, but I do, I work (laughs) out like six days a week and I usually, I have my own little, I was very blessed through this pandemic because when all the fitness clubs and everything got shut down, I have a, Bike and elliptical, a stepper, and all my weights. So, I have everything in a room where I can kind of, and then we have a canal I can run it, I can go right outside and get on a trail and just run. And so, yeah, for me, that is absolutely critical to my mental health and me just feeling good about myself is getting up and working out. And I try to, it's kind of weird, I would take off usually one day a week, I'd have to get up at 4 a.m. and get on an airplane right now, that's my day off, or this is my day off, and now it's like. I don't need to take a day off, but then I'm old and my body's breaking down. It's like, okay, I better take a day off. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that for me, I know some people use this time, you know, to get on a routine, which is fabulous because I just think it's so healthy for everybody mentally, right? You guys are former athletes, just to have that that, you know, routine of physical activity. Um for me, I mean, even I I, I was working out to the day up I had my kids. <laughs> I was like, you know, doing something, like, it's just, uh, it helps me stay healthy. So,
2: so Calvin and I worked out this morning, and he decided to do, like, ultimate leg day. We went from squats to front squats to leg press. I'm like, dude, I can't walk. I'm not going to be able to walk. So, (laughs) you know. Former
1: former quarterback,
2: former receiver. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Oh, shoot. All right.
0: (laughs) I would maybe be doing my air squats with you guys. (laughs) That's
1: probably what we need to do. (laughs) All right. So next one. Um, So early on, I saw that, um, you know, you're working long hours, as we talked about six, seven days a week. uh, And your husband was working part time almost as kind of a a stay at home. Dad, that's not something you hear you quite often. Uh, How did, you know, obviously with having the three boys, uh, how did how did that go having a stay at home husband, uh, which is which again, which isn't quite the norm,
0: right? um i mean i think there's more of that now but he my husband when we had our third son quinn uh we had we had three little ones and so he at that point in time um decided to step away from his job and stayed home for for actually five years until quinn started school and then so he was he always worked full-time up until then Mm -hmm. he's actually been with the same company um the whole time we've been here psav which is one of those companies that's just getting crushed right now because they're all about big groups and conferences (laughs) and they do all the tech and support and stuff. But anyway, so yeah, then when Quinn started school, he he's been back full time. He actually has a great job that he loves and it's, you know, he's a manager manages warehouse and works with all the hotels and resorts in the, in the Valley and through the Southwest. Um, Not great right now, to be honest with you, you both, but um, you know, hopefully beginning of the year they'll, you know, things will come back. I think there is going to be new best practices with, uh, with conferences and stuff, but you know, people are going to have concerts, people are going to have shows. So, um, but that window, it was tough for him, you know, I mean, but he, he's not a, I mean, obviously to, to, you know, put up with me, you know, he's got, (laughs) (laughs) he's not going to be one of these, you know, kind of chauvinistic, you know, how, you know, I'm not doing this. He's just a great person. And, He's never defined himself by his career or job. It's always been, you know, he's a super talented musician. You know, he's just a great dad. He, you know, he's got a very balanced life. And uh, yeah. I
1: saw what we said there's no whining in your house, so yeah, I can only imagine that
0: he had no to shake
2: up. Yeah. <laughs> so so sticking on the family. We, we have uh, <laughs> next up is little Jimmy, which I believe is your cat. <laughs> saw this on Twitter. Is, is laser pointer still good fun or not? I know I know where Twitter voted, but what is now the laser with little Jimmy? What still good fun or no good fun?
0: I mean, he was kind of a therapy cat. you know we lost our dog Sparky. We had him for 10 years in March. and you know we were going on this and I had all my sons home and you know we like anim- we love animals. So we got little Jimmy named after my dad, Jimmy Leon Turner. and um, yeah he he is he's crazy. I mean, he's like the most overactive, like he just, you know, he'll just pounce on your head and he's just running around. And so I don't even know what your question was. Uh,
2: <laughs> Is the laser still good fun? Or I think it's your question oh, you posed anything. to your audience. Yeah. He's
0: actually, actually he's shifted. So okay. I can't answer that question. He's into my hair ties. Ah. So he actually has found all my hair ties. He's pulled them off the strip. Um, he's incredibly agile. He's very athletic kitten. Um, and he, yeah, he, and then he'll just, you know, he'll just pounce and then he'll throw him and he'll throw him up in the air and grab him and I'll, I'll, I'll create another video for you guys. But yeah, we've kind of shifted from laser pointer to hair tie, but yeah, he I, is, he is super fun and, uh, just got him back from the vet. Super healthy. Yep.
1: Jimmy, the crafty cat. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, so my next question is a little bit selfish, but, um, be, just being out on the West Coast, being involved in, in basketball your entire life, I was a diehard Kobe Bryant fan. Um, and I did see, you know, you obviously gave a shout out to to him. Did you ever have a chance to to meet Kobe Bryant or, or Gianna at all? In your- you know,
0: I actually, actually did not, you know, and, and probably was in the same gym with him a few times. You know, I always very respectful of people of, you know, with his celebrity, you mm-hmm. know, so I would never, you know, hey, you know, um, but I, I knew because of his growing interest in the women's game, I was I mean, I was just so appreciative, huge fan of his as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a Laker fan growing up, but just you know, I think to be honest, I was more of a fan of his after he retired. Yeah. Because after he retired we really started to understand why he was who he was and why he was so just great. You know, his his level of excellence, his standards, his, there's no such thing as failure, just figuring things out. I mean, that's incredible. Like if everybody just embraced that one thing, right, all this, we'd have so much more self compassion. We'd have so much more patience. You know, there would be so much less anxiety in the world. I mean, he was, he was brilliant. And I didn't, unfortunately, um, I knew a lot of people that knew him. Um, he was actually, uh, you know, friends of mine were the people that he was working with, with the club basketball, with uh, girls basketball and stuff. And um, one thing that I'll never get to do that I promised a player I would, um, Kimberly Brandon, one of the players who played for me, I said, I'll make sure at some point we introduce you. Cause you know, I know a lot of people with the Phoenix Suns and stuff. And I was like, we'll figure it out. And yeah. uh, I think she actually did meet him once cause she was in a gym and he was in it, but I never facilitated that. Like I should have and. Um, but yeah, he's, we have one of our incoming freshmen who has mama mentality on her, on her dorm room wall. And I'm just like, you know, you go, you know, point guard. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Super talented kid, but yeah. 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 I
2: love uh, to be honest with you to go off of that. I'm right there with you, coach. I liked Kobe post career. Actually wasn't a big Kobe Bryant fan when he played. Um, I mean, I, I respected his body of work, but wasn't like a Kobe guy per se, as they say, but his after was incredible and to be honest with you right now. Um, you know, we could use, I think Kobe would be a guy, um, and he's living all through us and living through me and you guys as well. But, you know, I think he would be a guy that'd be out in front. Really. He's so smart and so intelligent. So just with the way with his words, like you said, I think what he was going to do after his basketball career would have superseded anything he did in his basketball career, which is a lot. So, um, RIP Mamba and and, uh, he's definitely, uh, you know, one of those guys we're, we're always going to miss, but, uh, hopefully we, we carry the tradition just like your, your incoming freshman player. That's awesome to hear, uh, that that will be living in your program. Um, back to family. I, I'm, I'm sitting on the, your Twitter feed here a little bit, but there's an Easter tradition in your household of, of, uh, hunting for Easter eggs. So who actually found the most eggs, you know, in the Easter hunt, Connor, Liam, or Quinn? I think I got all three, right. Hopefully.
0: So, yeah, we do have some pagan rituals, much to my husband's chagrin, okay? So, <laughs> you know, and my kids learn early, no Santa Claus. I'm like, really, it's okay, you know, we can have some of these. Um, so, yeah, but um, we do, I do, just so I get to see my growing children, you know, hey, will you come over for Easter dinner? I will do an Easter egg hunt. And of course we've graduated, we went from candy only to candy and quarters the candy quarters and dollars. And now pretty much it's just all like, so this time my son Quinn is super creative, yeah. Mom, put gift cards in and put, you know, like, so yeah, they got stuff. So here's what we did. Um, you guys might, uh, don't judge, but because, you know, I didn't want a fist fight in the backyard. <laughs> um, you know, a little bit of competition going on there. They all just got to find like eight eggs.
1: Uh, okay. And, and okay.
0: so, you know, you've ever found it like so. I think uh, Connor or Liam, one of the older ones, was done first, and then, yeah. So, love it. yeah, that is kind of the luck. I think Liam, lucky Liam, was the big winner. I think he won the most cash and everything. Yeah.
2: Okay. There you go. <laughs> I love it. It was great. I, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed all know that stuff.
0: What the pur- purpose of Easter is? I just want to say that, but we we sure. do we do indulge with some with some pagan rituals.
2: No, you got to have some fun as well. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, all right, last one.
1: Who is one person you think we should have on this podcast? Before you answer, whoever you name, you have to promise you'll give us a plug to them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I better name somebody that I know. Um, that's a tough one. Um, I know that you guys have had a number of coaches on and I would love to help you guys identify someone with a great underdog story, you know, that will just come here and continue your guys' good work of, you know, positive messages and, and spreading the word and, and um, you know, somebody um, I think somebody that might be hard to get that would be very interesting to have on. And I can't, I don't think I can help you though, because she's kind of busy. And I, we tried to get her to talk to our student athletes, um, for our all student athlete meeting is Maya Moore, you know, because of her transition and the thing, the great work she's doing now. But, um, I think, I mean, gosh, there's so many people with great stories. Um, and you know, one person who I, um, I, I think I'm going to turn this around on you guys. You guys got to, you, you challenge me. You tell me who you want.
2: Okay. I like you know, that.
0: You guys have weighed on your homework. So you, <laughs> you think about somebody that I'm probably connected with okay. that I can make a phone call and hopefully, you know, we can, sure. and, and I'm, I'm actually positive we can connect you guys and, and, yeah. and they, you guys will have a great time with that person but I'll turn it around. Yeah, I'm old. So I have, you know, there's too many people up here. (laughs) Well,
2: I want to, I want to say a few things is, is one, you're the first women's head basketball coach we've had on here, or actually Megan Duffy from Marquette. I shouldn't say that. The first Pac-12 West coaster, I should say. Megan Duffy is from Calvin's school. So this is the first, I guess, non quote unquote connection. So we really appreciate you giving us the opportunity. And we had Tamika Williams who we're going to release as well. She played at UConn and yeah. was at Ohio State, but um, it's been a mission of ours to diversify. We really want to, um, you know, we have a lot of relationships with with male coaches and, and male maybe mentors or leaders, but really try to develop um, the diversity and inclusion within our podcast. So anyone that you have within that realm, uh, we'll, we'll brainstorm some as well. And uh, the, the just the way Arizona State, we've worked with a lot of different colleges and we've worked with a lot of great ones, but Arizona State and how you guys have treated us, uh, just Mm -hmm. being a small, I guess maybe we're growing a little bit, give some credit, but the, um, the Midwest group here, us being out of Cincinnati, Ohio, and, you know, being able to be on with you coach and and giving us the knowledge nuggets. and, And really, I can't wait to see where your podcast goes. Um, and continue to keep that good content. Like I said, I was, I was listening all night the other night. Couldn't really sleep a whole lot. and I was listening to Herm Edwards and he's giving me all sorts of energy and, Bobby Hurley and, and a couple of the others. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and uh, Rick,
0: Rick Waltz is an amazing person, you know, the yeah. president of the Warriors.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Um, yeah, there was just he, so much good. You, you you really are stay at it. I, I think you got something there and um, you're really intelligent you're able to, to bring out good uh, things that maybe a normal interview wouldn't uh, allow that you're able to, to bring out another coaches just with that relationship and, kind of that coaching mindset so more more uh power to you and keep doing great things um i i'm gonna hold you accountable i think you need to get to 90 so 90 in coaching so we got to figure out how to make <laughs> that happen so if you need another sabbatical in a year or two and then we'll do you know every 10 year, 15 how, years
0: 15 years <laughs> that, that kind of longevity doesn't even want- it doesn't even like really happen to my family. If I even live that long. Like, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, but I appreciate you guys. No, this was really fun. And, yes. um, I would love to help connect you with anybody in the women's women's athletics or uh, women's basketball, you know, at any level, um, to continue, you know, to get them to share on your guys, uh, podcast. So let's work on that.
2: Awesome! Fantastic. Awesome! Thank yeah, you no so case. much. Yeah. And Thank how can how much. can we uh, real quick last thing? How do we plug you? Um, as far as can you tell our audience any uh, your your Twitter handle or any way to follow uh, your program or yourself?
0: Yeah, ASU Coach Charlie, I believe, is my Twitter. yep that's it Uh, okay thank you yeah you probably actually know Mr. Stalker better than I do Uh,
2: (laughs) get
1: him coach get him coach
0: (laughs) yeah but I I will say this if I can ever help anybody that's listening to this podcast and there's something that I can do uh, my email address is simply just asuhoop at asu.edu and reach out and you know that's you know we're all about that here at Arizona State University and, and our women's basketball program so um but yeah, um, you can, you can help like put that on the, I don't know, help, help reiterate whatever my, my social media stuff is. I mean, honestly, if I wasn't in coaching, I probably wouldn't even be on any of it. Um, we got you. I'm more of a, a real relationship contact person, but I do think this does, there's a lot of positives to the social media and there's an incredible, a lot of positives to these podcasts in terms of educating people. So I appreciate it, you guys. Absolutely,
2: uh, you are awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. All
0: right, take care. All All right, right, thanks, coach. Bye bye.
2: All right, right, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Underdog Podcast. Please subscribe and rate our podcast on the Apple and Google Podcast apps. And send our Twitter handle a screenshot of your rating at Underdog Pod with your shirt size for a chance to win a free T-shirt. See you next week on the UDP.